0: You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank.
1: Coming up, the latest episode of Mizzou That Two. Your Missouri Tigers are 5 0 oh, heading into a big I almost said prime time. But it's gonna be prime time. Uh, for us here at uh, Mizzou, that's who your podcast for Missouri athletics at KC Sports Network. I'm joined by Maggie Johnson. No Gabe this week. Still, still no Gabe. We're still on the hunt for Gabe. We're trying to figure out where he went. Uh, we, he's like Carmen San Diego. I don't need this. Just, <laughs> just responding to us. Uh, he said, "I don't need to. I don't need to be on the podcast anymore." You guys got it. So we're holding it down for another week. Still trying to chase down another guest. Uh, that we can have possibly, uh, possibly somebody can come on after the LSU game. That's what we've been talking about. Um, so try and chase him down though. So we'll we'll get to him. They'll be on the podcast soon. Um, I'm convinced. I'm convinced, Maggie. But so d- another week, you and I. How are you doing? How was your uh, game day experience? My game day
0: experience was great. I got to watch the game from the comfort of my home, which, as our listeners know, I enjoy doing. I really, I really do. I, you know, if I want to watch the replay, I get to watch the replay as many times as I want to watch the replay. So that was great. Um, and then I got to watch other games, which was also great. I enjoy doing that too. Yeah. Uh, gives you a little bit of, you know, information on other games. So yeah, I, I loved it. And you know, I got a, you just get more perspective when you get a watch when you get a watch it from from your couch so yep i enjoyed it i felt like the game wasn't as close as some people you know maybe made it out to be i, right. I saw something on twitter somebody was like you guys only be you the game wasn't even the game was so close or something i'm like it
1: really wasn't that close Right, it's good. It's, just, it's a scoreboard thing. At 38-21, I believe Mizzou did end up covering. Um, by quite guy. a by quite a bit. I mean, yeah. I think 11 and a half. Yeah, I think that, like, they did what they were supposed to do was to take care of business game, get in, get out. Uh, and that's kind of the biggest takeaway that I had for, like, there's supposed to be Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt was starting Ken Seals. Um, we talked about AJ Swan last week on the podcast, and, and when we were on the podcast, we did mention that, you know, his health... His situation was up in the air and I th- they just needed another change at quarterback. AJ Swan was turning the ball over at an incredibly high clip. And that's something Ken Seals only did once he threw one interception to uh, Chris Abram Strain, who is a ball hawk um, yeah. I-
0: in I- the end zone. So that was a great, <laughs> that was a great pick
1: either not at the right time. It was very opportune. Um, and-, and that's what good defenses do. They come up with turnovers at opportune moments. Um, but I was really impressed with you know all the way Brady Cook played again. He put another great game. Uh, he sets the record for uh, most consecutive passing attempts between interceptions. Still has chance to throw it. The, the record is, is still going. By the way, um, as we record this podcast, a very very good day for him. 395 yards, four touchdowns, 33 for 41. I've been really impressed with uh, the offense in general. That they they're throwing a lot of different things out there, a lot of different looks. Uh, Maggie and I know the big conversation when we started at the beginning of the year was, are they holding back? Are Kirby Moore and company holding back? Are they running the vanilla plays against South Dakota, Middle Tennessee, see if they can get by running the ball a whole lot? Um, Nathaniel Pete led the way in carries, by the way, 12 carries, 71 yards. I should say he led the way in yardage in terms of that because I believe, yeah, Cody Fisher had 16 carries for 60 yards. Uh, Pete had a good game. A lot of of individual guys had a good game against Vanderbilt there. But I want to talk about Brady Cook, Maggie. Um, He's been playing incredibly well, and he's been putting himself in a great position. I believe it was like the Manning Award Elite Eight or something like that. Grade Eight is what they call it uh, for this last past week against Vanderbilt. He's doing these records where he's not turning the ball over, which I think has really been huge recently uh, for for Missouri. But uh, what are your thoughts been so far on Brady Cook? I mean,
0: you just love to see it. And I know Gabe and I talked about this at the beginning of the season, and I got a little bit of pushback on it because so many people, you know, after last year and after his injury and all of this the stuff, people just wanted to see a change. They didn't really care about maybe what was going on behind the scenes. They just wanted to see a change. But... <laughs> People, you know, they just kind of saw that it was just maybe I was blinded by fandom the same way Drink was maybe blinded by the fact that Brady is just a good kid. Right. I don't think that that's the case. I think that Brady is a smart quarterback. I think he's similar to maybe how Chase, D- Chase Daniel was. And Chase Daniel was a very smart quarterback. And Chase Daniel's very talented, too. Don't get me wrong. But Chase Daniel's a very smart quarterback. Yeah. And, you know, Brady deserves this moment. I mean, in his last three games, 23 for 35. 356 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, That's that's K-State. 18 for 25, 341, two touchdowns. That's Memphis. Then 33 for 41, 395, four touchdowns. That's Vandy. All without an interception. I mean, he looks cool, calm, comfortable. And I mean, dare I say it, looks like a top three SEC quarterback. I couldn't be happier for him. Proud he's a Missouri Tiger. Proud he's from Missouri. And I'm just excited to see what he keeps doing. I hope he continues this into the LSU game. hope he continues it past that.
1: Well, I do kind of want to... Maybe I should have saved this topic for the end so I could have parlayed it into the LSU conversation right before we were done talking about it because I think there's a good natural transition into a conversation about LSU is uh, Jaden Daniels. There's so many different Daniel quarterbacks. Oh, no, I get him and Jalen. Jalen, Jaden, J... I mean, there's probably another... Oh, there's JT as well. He's now a Rice um I'm pretty sure Mizzou is in the conversation for all but one of them and that would be Jalen Daniels but uh a a quarterback that Missouri was recruiting to come in and play over Brady Cook uh that was it's going to be an interesting conversation and an interesting dynamic and I do want to dive into that a little bit more but I want to talk about as you mentioned like his past few games have been 300 plus receiving yard games and the biggest game of his career against Kansas State but this year he's thrown over 1400 passing yards 11 touchdowns no interceptions that's the no interception thing is the biggest thing for me because we knew going into the season that this Missouri defense was going to be really good, and a lot of times last year, you know, the defense ended up being the best part of the team last year, and and a lot of the times the defense would end up—I don't want to say folding because I don't think that's fair to the defense—they were put in opportunity situations, short fields, um, you know, turnovers like that. Specifically, specifically, I think of the Florida game, right. Um, I, Florida was able to turn the was able to force the Missouri offense to turn the ball over so many times and like put the Florida offense in opportune positions to put the the Missouri defense in tough situations on short fields to try to hold them to just feel like you, you there was points in that game you're saying okay well we have to hold them to a field goal here if we even want to think about getting back into this game um and, and I think that that's kind of the one that sticks out to me the most, but he hasn't been turning the ball over, hasn't been putting pressure on that defense. I know a lot of people kind of freaked out after a 172-yard one touchdown performance against South Dakota. Now he did only play half of that game. Uh, but uh, even against Middle Tennessee, you're looking at two touchdown performers, 204 yards. But then he comes out against Kansas State, has a 350-yard game, as you mentioned, 340-395. Uh, he's, he's throwing the ball through the air. He is utilizing the weapons that Missouri has had. And this is what we've been wanting to see. Like we've been wanting to see Luther Burton get involved. And Luther Burton, we could probably do a whole podcast about Luther Burton because the way he's playing ball is incredible. You got people talking about him being uh, a top pick, could be this year or if he can't. Well, he's not eligible to come out, but like if he came out, the people were talking about like, hey, he could be. You're looking day two, early day two pick uh, in terms of just the talent and just seeing him develop into the guy that we always knew that Luther Burton would be. Uh, forget the five star status now; he's a very high-premier uh, receiver in the in, – I almost said National Football League – in the Southeastern Conference and and NCAA as a whole. And so I think it's really been good. It's really been cool to see not only Brady could grow, but the potential of this wide receiver room not turn in from potential to actually happening. I remember okay. I, I remember one thing, Maggie, real quick before. Uh, yeah. I remember Eli Rodriguez was on Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City. And he was asked by, I think it was Stephen St. John said, like, hey, let's talk about like the talent and the potential in this wide receiver room. And Drinkwood said, I'm tired of talking about the talent and potential in this receiver. We just talk about the potential and talent all the time. Now you're actually seeing that. And that's what he was saying. He's like, I want to see them go out and do it. That's what they're doing. They're going out and doing it. And I think that does go in hand in hand with what Brady Cook's been able to do is they've been able to put those guys in opportune situations. And it's all just kind of been a perfect mesh and a perfect marriage there.
0: Well and the best thing about the wide receiver room is you can't you can't go to Luther Burden and say, Okay, well, we're just gonna double team Luther Burden. Right. Because you know what that's gonna do? It's gonna let Theo Weiss go. I mean, he Luther Burden wasn't double teamed against Panty, but it's gonna let Theo Weiss have games where he gets ten receptions for 118 yards like yeah, he yeah. like he just did against Vanderbilt. Or it's gonna open up Marquise Johnson like it does, or it's going to open up Mookie Cooper. I mean, you have so many weapons. And it's crazy because I keep seeing other teams, uh, even in the SEC, which I don't think people are really watching Mizzou games yet. So they're just watching highlights and they're just hearing Luther Burden's name. So they're like, oh, that's the only player that Mizzou's targeting. And it's not, which is crazy to me, but that they're not understanding this. But they that's just what they're seeing, or it's what they're hearing. So they think it's the only person that they're throwing to, but there's just so many weapons on this team. And there's you I love that Cook has so much like so much to look at. And I think the difference is from like last year to this year. I think with Cook, last year he had a play and a play was given to him. And when that play was given to him, he's like, That's where I'm going with it. Mm-hmm. And I think he's so much more confident in himself. I think he's so yes. much more confident in his receivers that he knows he has options, and he knows every option that he has. They're talented, and that they they can make that play. And I I just think they all have confidence in each other. I have confidence in them, and that's such a good feeling to <laughs> have as as well as a fan. So yeah, I'm I'm excited for them to to keep trucking along and see kind of what go what goes on I I don't know how this weekend's gonna play out but even if this weekend doesn't play out the way maybe we see it playing out I mean I do have confidence that we can beat LSU but even if it doesn't I don't think that that puts that big of a damper on our season
1: I want to talk more about the wide receivers uh but first I got to say to you guys about our folks at home field apparel I both rock and home field apparel first today uh I think last week, Maggie, you wore in this shirt. The that shirt. Was, that was, I I really like this shirt. I love uh, it, too. The script Tiger's look is a good look. I like the fighting Tiger's one that Maggie's got. That one's on the way for me. I've got a hoodie as well. I uh, tweeted out I was rocking the gold, uh, the Mizzou Rob. Um, the gold with the with the Sailor Tiger, I think it has on there. The Sailor Tiger's always a good look, truthfully. Um, I'm also a real sucker for the paw. The paw with the M in it. Uh, I saw a lot of the coaches were wearing, like, the Nike shirt with, like, the, the Paul M, and I'm like, that looks good. I think they wore a helmet with the Paul M on it. Uh, uh, was that last year for Homecoming that they wore that, or I can't remember. I think, I
0: don't remember. They ha- They always had these awesome ones that you, like, can't buy until, like, the next year, and I'm always yeah. like, that's so annoying. I'm like, I get it, because they want it to be, like, fresh, and only them have it, but
1: I'll have to look that up. The Paul M Mizzou. Oh, golly, I'm looking at it right now is in 2019. Wow. That does not seem like it was that long ago yeah. than where that helmet, uh, but that was uh for blackout. I think is what it says, which really cool helmet, but they got some really cool designs over there at homefieldapparel.com as well. You can go check them out. Plenty of vintage Mizzou stuff going on there from hoops to they got baseball. They've got a uh, football. It's a buzz around uh, all three of those programs. Truthfully, uh, we, we, Maggie, we could probably do a separate podcast about basketball as they've been on a recruiting tear, so make sure you get everything you need to for Mizzou Arena, for Faroe Field, be decked out in Home Field Apparel. Uh, everyone I talk to has absolutely loved Home Field Apparel and all the the designs that they have. If you're not, if, if you like to branch out and have other just good shirts to wear, they've got the good shirts, over 150 college designs that they have for you at homefieldapparel.com, and you can get 15% off your first order at Home Field Apparel with the code KCSN23. First-time order, 15% off. Get you suited and booted for the LSU game coming up. Uh, go check out homefieldapparel.com. Maggie and I are going to talk more about the receivers. I got some more I want to talk about this offense. Kind of crazy. I didn't think if you would have told me this deep end of the season that we would be talking about the offense the most, I would have called you crazy in August. But here we are. We want to talk more receivers coming up right after.
2: Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network.
1: I know that counting stats can be a little misleading in terms of uh, production-wise because a lot of counting stats, you got to have touches, carries, whatever it is. You have to have a lot of opportunities for counting stats. But if you look at just like the SEC standings in terms of uh, receiving yards... You're going to see Luther Burden at the top of it, 43 receptions. It looks like he also has the most in that department as well, but he's getting 14.9 yards per catch. Uh, pretty pretty good. And that's not the only guy that Mizzou has in the top 20. Theo Weiss is also 19, 254 yards, 10 yards per catch is what he's averaging. Uh, receiving touchdown lives, Uh LSU's got a couple good guys, right? Malik Neighbors, he's a stud. He's going to be drafted early. Uh, Brian Thomas Jr. Another stud. He's got eight touchdowns on me. Uh, so he, that's guys that find the end zone. Guys that uh, are are very uh, talented. This is a very talented LSU team. Uh, I don't think you can deny that. Brian Kelly's came in there and has recruited really well at LSU. Obviously, it's very easy to recruit when you got the that LSU that tiger on the side of your head and all that NIL money. So the fact that Mizzou's got these guys, two guys in the top twenty. Same thing with LSU. Like they, they've got. To, it's kind of funny you look at it. Will Shepard, uh, Jaden McGowan, and Landon Humphreys are all in the top 20. So Vanderbilt has three guys in the top 20. And in terms of receiving yards, you can take that how you want. And outside of a absolutely massive day from uh, Ray Davis, uh, Cody Schrader would be the uh, number one rusher in the in the uh, conference with 463 yards. But Ray Davis had an unreal day, which I don't... So, I, don't I put I don't that in my notes. I don't think that can be replicated. Uh, I don't want to be... I'm going to knock on wood here. When I, I saw that Missouri game, it was put on primetime for Kentucky. Who would have thought that that would have been the Missouri game to get uh, put on primetime? But could be a good matchup. Uh, Mizzou ranked, I believe, 21 in the AP poll now. So uh, ranked ahead of LSU going into this matchup, which, again, you would have told me that in August. I don't think I would have believed you. We were talking about LSU being a, uh, a national champion contender, a college football playoff contender, and now we're here, Missouri having the same amount of guys and receiving yards in the top 20 in the SEC. You're talking about a quarterback who uh, now Jaden Daniels does lead because they they sling that ball. They sling that thing around the yard. Um, and he has 1,700 yards, but Brady Cook's is number four in the SEC in terms of uh, just passing yardage with 1,468. Uh, not very far behind, like Carson Beck is at 14.97, Jackson Dart's at 14.85. So like it's all really close, really tight there. And Jaden Dales is at 17.10 just because, like I mentioned, the style of that offense. Um, I am really interested. Is, this is a really big measuring stick game for where the program is at. They passed the first test in the season with Kent State. Passed it. Um, I think what I want to see from this game, Maggie, is I want to see um, the coaching take a step forward. We saw some we saw some coaching gaffes in in the uh, Kansas State game. Obviously, you already know with the with the delay of game, some mental lapses when it came uh, on, from the players' perspectives in terms of penalties. I just want to see a clean game, uh, really, because I think that that will put Missouri in the best position to win. As you mentioned at the top, it wouldn't shock me if Missouri wins this game. I think this game is a lot closer than like the Vegas line says. I think DraftKings has it at favor LSU favor by six and a half points a lot of other like advanced analytics place has this game as a pickup. Like it, this game's a, this game's going to be a lot closer than people think. Of, I believe.
0: No, I totally agree. And I mean, we are going to have to play a lot cleaner game against Vanderbilt. We went, looks like we had nine penalties for 75 yards. Mm-hmm. There was a couple of those on the defensive side, but the majority of them were, was undisciplined, undisciplined play by the offensive line. Yeah. And that's been a theme for two years now. So that's going to be a huge thing. The reason LSU's offense is so good, well, obviously they have a great wide receiver core. They have a great quarterback, but they have a great offensive line and their offensive line takes care of their quarterback. Gives them plenty of time to sling the ball, as you said. So, I mean, that's going to be huge if we want to compete, you know, with the LSUs of the SEC. I think that we can keep up with LSU mainly because their defense is...
1: Suspect. Suspect oh, is the yeah. word I was going to use, so I'm glad That's to use it. It my, is.
0: Yes, it's, the right. best word to, it's my favorite word to use when describing defenses that I don't think are very good. Uh, they rank 105th in the country in um, scoring defense and uh, 117th in the country in third down defense, which is pretty good since we are not good on third down offense. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> at all. I didn't get that number, but we all know it's we all know we're not good on third down offense. So I don't even need to tell any like we don't even need that exact number. But um, yeah, I mean, it's I, I think we can compete with them. I don't see I don't see why we can't. I honestly think Brady Cook's numbers are higher if and like if, I know he's number four uh, amongst those quarterbacks that you were just talking about. Mm-hmm. I, I think his numbers are higher if we don't start with Middle Tennessee and South Dakota. I sure. um Jaden Daniels starts with Florida State. So there is no hiding of anything. You come out and you're playing, you know, you bring your A game, game one. You have to. And they actually ended up, well, I think they lost by like 21. Uh, it was a pretty close game for the first half. I watched that um down in Texas. But yeah, I mean, they, you know, you kind of had to kickstarted from the beginning. So, but really they've not beat anybody good. I mean, no. They have beat Mississippi State, they've beat Arkansas, and they've beat Is Arkansas good? Like I don't I don't think Arkansas good. No. I don't think so either. I just oh, I about, this just to A&M, which I don't think A&M's good. Like no. I don't, I don't think so either. Think and they sure. lost they lost Decently, I mean, by at least two possessions, day and them and then they lost to some whoever their uh, whoever a non a non-con opponent was. So, I mean, I don't think LSU has beat anybody that great. Now, when I'm I was watching highlights earlier of the the LSU game, I mean, they're big and they're physical on offense, but their defense looks pretty slow to me. They when they get beat, they give up a lot. I noticed that. I yeah. mean. They do obviously have Harold Perkins who's great, but they kind of moved him away from the position that he was playing last year. Correct. Which
1: is baffling.
0: Baffling. Mm-hmm. I don't that does not make any sense to me. Why would you move one of the best defensive players in the country away from a position where he is just a superstar? I And if you're him, I don't I mean I don't get that at all. That's if you're Brian Kelly, I don't know what you're thinking. That would yeah. be like us being like L- Luther Burton. I know you're so great in the slot, but we have somebody that else that can kind of play the slot. So we're gonna move you to a position that you're just like not that good in.
1: <laughs> right.
0: I mean, it just doesn't really make sense. Especially, I mean, like with him killing it in the slot. You know what I mean? It just doesn't make yeah. any sense. I mean, I'm fine if he wants to play where he's playing now, that's <laughs> fine for it's fine with me absolutely yeah yeah, it just doesn't really make sense obviously we're gonna have uh, Makai Wingo back in the house who was a sec um on the all freshman team whenever he played Mizzou so it'll be an it'll be an interesting game I'm we're gonna have some special guests in the house as well I know um some Mizzou alum will be in the house Chase Chase Daniel will be there. I know he said that, but we'll also have like Ryan Wingo, right? The big timer crew who is skipping the Red River. I don't even know what they call it anymore.
1: Shootout I think they call it the Red River. I, Rival- I think they call it the Red River Showdown now, but it's definitely a Red River Rivalry. Uh, oh, Shootout was was better. It's like, they, it's like it's like we can't call it the Border War anymore. Yeah. Well, more do they want to take away from us.
0: Yeah, it's like nothing's politically correct anymore. But I'm like Shootout was fine. Rivalry it was fine. I don't know why they had to change it away from that. Yeah. But yeah. So, but that's big. Him skipping that game, on with College Game Day, uh, massive. So if we could, somehow, I mean, I don't know. I don't think a win solidifies anything by any means. But
1: he also a third Colorado visit. I'm pretty sure. I he did. I think he skipped going to Colorado. So he did, and I saw he was taking a Colorado to visit. And I said, Well, that's it, <laughs> it's nice, nice, uh, nice knowing, yeah, and <laughs> nice thing we were going to get him for a little bit. Um, so I mean, I blame him, like, listen, if I got an invite to go to Colorado to visit, I'd, I would take that in a heartbeat right now. But then they lost to Oregon by 400, so. <laughs> it's true, they did, they got smoked, but they kept it competitive with USC. USC drops in the bull. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, they people did. after that game. Uh, but I, I, I pulled up LSU's schedule okay. because you make a really good point. They lose 45-24 to 24 to, uh, to Florida State, which Florida State, I think, is a legit oh, team. I think Florida 21. State is it. Yeah. I said that. 45-24. They beat Grambling State 72-10, as they should. They beat Mississippi State 41-14, as they should. Mississippi State's not uh, that great of a team. Um, they barely beat Arkansas 34-31. to They went on uh, three points. So, like... You look what Texas A&M just did to Arkansas. You kind of weigh those. I know college football is hard to say like like opponents,
0: and it's a rivalry yeah. game. Like that's sure. a rivalry game, so like they usually that's... keep it pretty close. I think it was a three point game last year.
1: That's Arkansas Super Bowl. Um, yeah. If we're, if we're <laughs> being honest, uh, Arkansas Super Bowl there. Um, as uh, then they played, Old Miss, which Old Miss beat them fifty five 40 very high scoring game. Lots of offense in that game. But that's how Lane Kiffin wants to play, is he wants to score all these points. He wants to have that high-flying offense. Um, I, got, I got some dudes there at, uh, at Ole Miss, but it mm-hmm. um, seems like they got their swagger back in that game Ole Miss did. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. This game is going to be really interesting in terms of uh, the response. I, I think this game would be a little bit different if Missouri had lost to Kansas State, right? I think it would feel a bit more desperate Right now, I don't know Maggie how it feels to you. It almost feels like we're playing with house money a little bit. Um, and that's kind of and I, and I hope that like they don't take that for granted, right? Of like, all right, let's go out there, let's unleash it, let's let's throw the ball around the yard, let's let's let Luther eat, let's blitz, let's get after uh, LSU, let's force some turnovers, let's because they got nothing to lose right now. If they lose this game, like, will they fall out of the top twenty-five? I don't know, maybe. But does that matter at this point? No. They'll still be five and one, uh, with some pretty. Uh, they've got some winnable games coming up. I'm not sold on Florida. I'm not sold on Kentucky. Like they've got a couple of games. Like South Carolina, I think is a is a very uh, looking now to be a team. I think that they could probably take advantage of. I I think that like this isn't as desperate as this game could have been when we talked about it in August or July. Um, when we when we were going through our our game previews. I, I'm a bit more optimistic w- with this one though because I do think, and it, it, probably because it's what Eli Drake showed us in the Kansas State game. They unleashed that offense and they let that they let they let it sing. They let it they let it go out out there. They've been running the ball really well. The offensive line's been playing really well too, and I've been I've been impressed with them. So I think offensively, I don't have a ton to worry. I just want to see them play like free, like that's really it. I just don't want them to see be like try to play not to lose I want to see him play to win and I want to see that aggressiveness from drink that we've seen you know against Kansas State we saw it come out and I and I get why he was being a little conservative I get why they're saving a little bit of the playbook away um hopefully that does not happen for the rest of the year obviously these are SEC games for the rest of the year I don't anticipate that to happen. Um, but I, I I just want to see this team come out there all fire on all cylinders come out aggressive because that's what I think when we see the best Missouri team is when they are aggressive from a coaching standpoint, from an offensive standpoint, from a defensive standpoint, when they are aggressive, they play their best football. And I think they will. I mean, this is a big game. This, I don't think it's bigger than Kansas State. I think it would be, I, I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment. I think that Kansas State game was really big. And this game is also very big because it's, it's LSU. That's a brand that's coming into your house. Uh, that's a team that is ranked, that is a team that has national, um, national attention around them always to be able to beat them in a year where you're 5 and 0 hosting them um whew, would be big not only for like this year but just to point to it as the electric kind of has since 2019 or 2020 uh when they beat them uh like that was a big recruiting thing like yeah we beat the defending national champions now granted the team was not very good did not end up being very good but it's still good to say hey look we beat LSU in this year in the first year so um, I, there's just a lot, I think there's a lot from Missouri's perspective, I think there's a lot to love about the position they're in going into this game.
0: I think for Mizzou too, I think a big thing for them was just kind of after last year, I think they were playing with a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think they were better than, you know, their records, the record indicated. And I think they knew that. I don't think that they thought that they were a six and six or six and seven, if you really put that much you know emphasis on on a bowl bowl game. game where half of your team didn't play or you know anything like that but I think that they knew that they were better and I mean I knew that they were better I look at you know that silly Kentucky game and I look at that the Auburn you know the kick and the fumble and whatever I knew that they were a better team than what happened and I knew that they were more talented and then I knew what they added this year and I know that they're more talented than last year so I think that they're They're playing that way, but I don't think that they're getting sucked into this whole like, oh, we're five and zero, and like that's okay with us. I don't, I don't think that they're getting sucked in, and I'm hoping that you know fans aren't getting sucked into that either, because there's just so much more football to play, and there's just so much more like to be to be won. And when I was at, you know, I was at Mizzou during those days of, you know, we were always winning ten plus games or it felt like we were always winning 10 plus games at least. And that was just so exciting. And I was talking to a group of kids, not group of kids. I mean, they're like, you know, in their, in their twenties. And they like grew up thinking that that was normal. Like that was normal for Mizzou. And like, that's not normal. But like getting back to that is just like, would be like such an exciting, exciting thing. And I really think that the the players right now, like that's what they want for Mizzou. They want to be those people just like, that's what Jeremy Macklin wanted for Mizzou. You know, that's mm-hmm. what that's what those kids that went to Mizzou b- back then wanted. So right. I think that they just they're playing with that chip on their shoulder. I think they're they're playing excited. I think they'll be ready for that type of an environment, and I think that environment will be ready for LSU.
1: It's a big moment. Um, certainly, I'm trying to find some of these advanced tests that I saw. Uh, tweeted out by uh, Parker Fleming at Stats O War on Twitter uh, because I thought there were some of the advanced analytics it's like EPA per play, it has EPA margin, it has offensive success rates stuff like that. Uh, all of the all the nerd stuff. You oh know? yeah. Um, and and it also has like a win probability, and it was, yeah. Here I just found it. Oh, so okay. projected total points for this game is is thirty one twenty nine in favor of LSU. Obviously, Missouri would cover there. Um, if you're if you're a, a betting type. Uh, but I but I thought it was uh, really interesting just to take a look. I'll, I'll retweet it on my Twitter right now. Um, so I mean, I guess if you're listening to this podcast, you can go to my Twitter at Tucker and, and and see it. Uh, but I, I thought it was really interesting just looking out and and like laying out um, all of the the advanced analytics, advanced numbers. I'm not going to act like I know what all of them mean, right? Uh, because there's a lot of them that I don't. Uh, but I thought it was just interesting when you look at win probability, projected points, and and how, how close the the advanced numbers the numbers make this game out to be? Because as Missouri fan, I, I think it's going to be a really close game. If Missouri, if, if the game is thirty one twenty nine, Maggie, in favor of LSU, you're not upset, right?
0: No, I wouldn't say I'm upset. I I would hope at this at that point that we have the ball in our hands with a chance to win it. Sure. Maybe. Like, I would hope that it wasn't because we scored last minute to get that. Because at least then, you know, you know, if you f- if you fail, you fail. Mm-hmm. And that happen. I mean, it happens. But you want to you want to play with a ch- with a chance to win.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think that they can keep it a one position game. I think that's very real. Um, mm mm-hmm. The corners have been playing better as of late, and there's a couple times they got burned by Will Shepard. But like, Will Shepard's gonna get you every now and again. Like, fine, I'll live with that. Malik Neighbors, I'll give you guys a little peek here. Malik Neighbors is gonna beat one of these guys a couple times. Like, he's just good. Like, he's just good. Like, that's gonna happen. Sometimes that happens. Uh, but yeah, I think it's a uh, it's a wildly wildly interesting game and a very good position for Mizzou to be in. Uh, Maggie, we'll wrap up with some final thoughts, some predictions, and we'll talk a little hoops. We need to talk a little bit of hoops because there's some movement going on. Uh, when it when it comes with Dennis Case Squad in 2024, so we're take a break. We'll be right back after. Thanks for listening to
2: KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed.
1: Welcome back into Mizzou, that's who. Maggie, uh, we're going to do predictions a little bit earlier on this because we do have some basketball things to talk about. Uh, what What do you think of, of this game prediction-wise? Let's get a score out there. I feel like we've talked a lot about it and kind of our expectations, but uh, what's your score thoughts? So I think that that – I don't even remember what the exact
0: words that you said. What does that – that analytics – what's it called that
1: the, you tweeted. Yeah, the uh, the the Winberg, the expected projected points is what you're talking about.
0: Yeah, or like, what's the what's the thing that you retweeted? What's like the chart called? Oh,
1: it's just called it. This is an advanced stats. Advanced. Oh. Yeah, so it's okay, from Parker Filming at Um uh, Win probability in favor, fifty three percent for LSU. You can do the math on the other percentage. Is it, it's like thirty one twenty nine. It's in thirty one twenty nine. Yes. So I think that that's low. I think that that's a low score. The total is at 63 and a half at Sportsbooks, yes.
0: Yeah, I think it's low. LSU's been over in every single game that they've played this year. They've hit the over in every single game. I'm pretty sure Mizzou's also hit the over in every single game that they've played. Oh, look. Um, Maybe not the South Dakota game. That might be the only
1: one we haven't hit. Missouri's defense, also, which we haven't really talked about, has allowed like a decent amount of points in the last couple games. And like, I think that's Mm -hmm. like the only thing from a negative perspective where I can see Missouri's defense allowing a lot more points than I think we anticipated. But Missouri's offense operating at such a high rate has been able to offset that. Right. But
0: basically, uh, in the fourth quarter, we've been giving up points, but we've been matching points per point. So. Uh It's kind of been making the games look a little bit closer than they've actually been only because we've been doing that. So I'm going to go with a little bit higher. Not a lot higher, but I think Mizzou's been averaging like 30. What have we been averaging? Like 32 points a game. I think that's up from up from like 24 points a game or something like that from last year. I'm going to actually, I'm going to take Mizzou and I'm going to make the... Make the Mizzou um hopeful, happy. Mm-hmm. And I know that goes crazy. But I'm gonna go Mizzou because they second because LSU's secondary is so bad. I'm yeah. gonna go Mizzou thirty oh, thirty five LSU 32. Close game. 32. Yep. Close game. But I'm going to put M- put Mizzou on top. Tigers on top.
1: The, when I was on KCTV 5 and I was doing my prediction uh, here locally in Kansas City for the Missouri K-State game, I said that uh, Harrison Meebus is come through when he needed it. He's going to have a redemption game. I think Harrison Meebus is a big weapon in this game again. I think Harrison Meebus is going to, going to be... Uh, going to factor into the decision, I should say. And Maggie, before you were making your pick, I was going, well, I was waffling back and forth. Man, how how do I want to pick this? But I think all of the things that I mentioned, LSU potentially has more to lose coming into this game than Missouri does. I, I think that Missouri can play way more fast, way more aggressive, way more with their hair on fire, because they got less to lose. Like, this game is, they are playing with house money, as I mentioned earlier. They are, listen, they get the 6-0, and they win their first six games. They're already bull eligible. They've already matched the win total of Eli Drinkwitz past two years. Like, that, they're playing with house money, as I mean. I, I think that's just the best explanation. That's why I keep saying it, because I think it makes the most sense. Luther Burden's playing out of his mind. Brady Cook's playing out of his mind. There's been no signs to show me that I think that they're going to slow down. And as you mentioned, the LSU defensive secondary is not good. And I, I think it's it's fair to say that their defense is not what they what we expected LSU's defense to be coming into the season. It's just not. I think Missouri's defense can come up with with opportune plays, opportune stops. I think the home field definitely plays into it. Six and a half home dog is insane. Truthfully. Uh, I think six and a half is a wild line. So wherever you get your sportsbook stuff at, you know, we're at drafting Sportsbook. go <laughs> run over there and get that six, six and a half point spread as uh, the underdog has covered the spread in eight of Missouri's last nine games at furrow field. So um, think about that underdog covering when you talk about, you know, Mizzou was the underdog going into the K state game. They did end up covering that game. Obviously they didn't cover early on in the season uh, with the two, uh, with the two, uh, I guess you could say cupcakes in air quotes. Uh, the non-cons. We'll we'll, we'll we'll be politically correct here, Maggie, and call them non-cons. The non-con. yeah. um, um,
0: because did you say South Dakota beat beat North Dakota State? T- I did say last that. week. Yep, or last weekend. So, yeah, I'm
1: uh, maybe... go yotes. Go, go yotes. This is a pro yotes podcast. Uh, I anyway. yotes. but I think it's a three point game, and I think it goes in favor of the Missouri Tigers because of Harrison Mevis, because of. Just kind of learning from that Kansas State game. I think Eli Drinkwitz is going to be... And if you think back to just the situation Eli Drinkwitz was in... Now, it's not an excuse for him to take a delay a game call there. Like, that's not an excuse. I think that everyone knows that's just like... You can't do that in that situation. He hadn't really been in a whole lot of situations. <laughs> when you talk about high leverage situations with a, a drive to win the game... Hadn't been a whole lot of those in Mizzou recently. I think that he learns from that situation. I don't think that mistake happens again. The Missouri offense, as I mentioned, been been rolling. The defense has something to prove. You know, that's their motto. Something to prove. That defense has something to prove as they've allowed a lot, a lot of points to uh, to Vandy. They've allowed a points to uh to a couple of the other uh, Memphis. I think uh, that's gonna be a talking point for them. I want to see some more interceptions, I want to see some forced turnovers, I want to see Mizzou capitalize on the opportunities that they are given. Uh, Each of LSU's last nine games have gone over the total points line, too, Maggie, you mentioned. That's nine. That's going back to last season. uh, LSU scores over. So smash that over 65. I'm going to go. Let's see. I guess I got to do math on this. What was that? Oh, yeah, I hit mine. I think 67. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to go. You you said 38, 35. I I said 35, 32. Okay, so I'm going 38, 35 uh tigers <laughs> missouri tigers uh in this game uh so i i think harris is going to come through maybe I'll, maybe i'll get bit by being optimistic i don't gabe game's gonna kill us gabe's gonna be like what are you guys so happy as <laughs> i said no I, I'm, I'm just optimistic i i feel good going to this game the vibes are high i i think that that's all you can ask for is a good showing um, and I think what well, we could have a different conversation if like things don't go that way, right? If they don't see, if they don't show any life, so they just kind of roll over. I don't anticipate that to happen. I want that to be very clear. Um, I think this is going to be a very good game. Might be the best game of the weekend. I'll say it. Uh, could be a very good game. But I put the uh, put the LSU Tigers. I guess not an upset alert because they are ranked lower than Missouri <laughs> Tigers. But um, Maggie, let's wrap up with some basketball talk. Couple minutes here because listen. They've been they've been going off in the uh, in the uh, high school recruiting. Dennis is uh, Dennis is a bad man when it comes to high school recruiting. I, I think they're back up to the number one class in the country, uh, leapfrogging North Carolina as they signed four star big man Trent Earns. I didn't sign him. You heard a commitment from him. I should make sure my vernacular is correct there. With you know, we talked about five star forward uh, Jaden Quintance. You know one to come to mizzou as well a lot of people i've seen on the rival side on power mizzou he's been crystal bald to missouri but maggie this looks like a huge class for dennis when you talk about not only star wise and like star power but also in sheer numbers is like that was i yeah. number what was that guy number four who, five he committed five who officially committed five. to him there golly what do you what do you think about uh dennis and the basketball tigers I
0: don't even know what to think. I'm trying to figure it all out myself. So you and I were talking about this a little bit before the podcast started. And so that's two centers now committed to the Missouri Tigers. And Jaden Quince is also a center. So I'm not sure how many centers teams typically take in the (laughs) offseason. But I feel like three is a very high number. (laughs) So I'm not sure if we're still on them or not. I I honestly don't. I, I really don't know. Um. I don't see us turning down the number nine player in the country. It's crazy to me because I don't. Yeah, that doesn't that doesn't make sense to me. But all five players with Trent Burns. Trent Burns is the ranked the one hundredth player. Yep. So all five players, top one hundred players in the country. That's us. Nice. When when have I don't remember ever that ever happened mean like it's crazy because in my in one of my group chats that i on twitter and i you know we talks to people and there's people being like oh yeah we're not we're not taking this guy i'm like when have we ever been in a position to not want to take like a a number 80th ranked recruit like (laughs) ever (laughs) usually we would be dying to take players like that so yeah that's i don't see us not
1: wanting to take a player like Jaden queen's as, as you mentioned, they've got four four stars, one three star, in terms of the commitment, and the the three star highly rated guy. As you mentioned, all, all those guys. Double, I think it's it's very impressive what Dennis has been able to do in terms of the high school recruiting. He's recruiting circles around big programs, which has been very impressive. I've been impressed. Is kind of a, a lot of the attention has been on football. Basketball has been doing some absolute dirty work uh, when it comes to the recruiting. And I think it's a it's a very good sign of, of things to come from Missouri. Uh, we talked kind of about this year could be one of those like gappy years, I guess yeah. you could call it, uh, between like this this class is going to come in from the high school ranks to uh, what they have now. I still think they can be a respectable team, make the tournament. That's always going to be like if if they make the tournament, good year. I don't I don't care what they do in the tournament. If they're making the tournament, that's a good year. SEC basketball has gotten increasingly better. Um, throughout the uh, throughout the years, and they've hired some good coaches, or just great coaches hired in the SEC. Um, some very good programs uh, come out of the SEC as well. But five guys already in the in a basketball recruiting recruitment uh, cycle is a lot. So I uh, that makes me think maybe Dennis anticipates a lot of guys leaving next year. They do have guys that will have to leave next year too, right? Be- just because of eligibility reasons. Um, but this is without the transfer portal, all straight high school recruiting. Maybe that's how Dennis wants to do it maybe Dennis wants to get these guys in there, the program for a couple of years, uh, let them show out. Maybe some one and done guys. Listen, if Missouri becomes a one and done destination, we'll be, we'll have some, we'll have some fun, uh, Decembers. Uh, if, if, uh, Dennis Gates, it gets the, it gets them cooking. Eli Drinkwood's got the boys cooking over there. We'll have some fun Decembers when it comes to bowl games. And, uh, I mean, probably Missouri, mem UKU basketball game is going to be coming up at that point. But I think this year it's back in, uh, Lawrence, but, uh, very good things coming from across the parking lot uh at Mizzou Arena.
0: Yeah, just um while we're on basketball, Mizzou yep. Madness at the columns mm-hmm. this Friday. So if you're in Como for the game for the eleven AM kickoff at LSU, which I assume a lot of people are going up on Friday. Mizzou Madness at the columns, nine PM. Go support your Missouri Tigers. I will most likely be there. So rocking
1: right your home for you know, the barrel, I assume. Uh roughkin that rocking that home field. So appreciate okay. everybody listening to uh to the podcast and listening all the way to the end. Gabe will be back next week we think if he wants to. Unless he's decided to just like move to Europe. Unless he decides not to <laughs> respond to us, then we'll be back with Gabe. Um uh, still working on a guest. We will get a guest before the podcast is up, before the season's up. Especially if there's a big win next week, we got to get a guest. We got to chase somebody down, Maggie, if if uh, if, if, would want to come, who wouldn't want to come on our podcast? I mean, we'll just have to yeah. see. We'll just have to see. Uh, but that's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure to drop us a like, subscribe, wherever you get your listen to your podcast. Be a friend, tell a friend, as Pat McAfee says. Uh, we appreciate you listening to Mizzou. That's who here on KC Sports. Network. for Maggie Johnson. I'm Tucker Franklin. We'll talk to you after a Mizzou win next week.
3: Everyone is talking about magnesium, it's all you hear about, but why?